welcome to and how did that make you feel my name is rachel um, and this is my podcast um this podcast came about because i wanted to really normalize talking about counseling i go to counseling i have seen massive benefits um, in my life from going to counseling but i probably avoided going to counselling for several years because I didn't think it was for people like me. I didn't didn't think that I was depressed or had had any trauma, so didn't need to go to counselling. But what finally gave me the shove to go was when people in my life talked really openly about their experiences in seeing a counsellor. And that really gave me the little shove to, um, to see somebody myself. And that's just been such a great experience. So that's what I want this podcast to do. If you've ever thought about counselling and something is holding you back, we're just going to have some good chats about um, the practicalities of it. What 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 might the room look like? Um, it's not going to be as scary as, as you think. Um, and my very first guest is my very good friend Kat, who was one of those people who spoke really openly about her counselling experiences and made it just seem like really normal, like she was going down to Tesco's, she was going to see her counsellor. So we have a brilliant chat about all things counselling related. Um, Kat is a social worker. She is one of the most direct people I have ever met, which I am all about. She's also hilarious. Um, and she speaks really openly about her different counselling experiences. Um, she's also born, she was born in Craigavon Hospital, which um, will make you laugh when you hear her accent. Um, and one thing that I really took away from talking to Kat, she talks about how it's so much better to talk about something that you're feeling in the moment, but rather than internalising it and just getting it all roaming around your head, get it out and talk about it as much as possible. I've just finished editing this um, episode and I've had to go through and every single time I laugh, I've had to edit it to make it quieter so that nobody crashes their car or has a startle whenever I do a big laugh. So please enjoy episode one. Hello, we are here in my kitchen. I'm with my friend Kat. Um, I thought the kitchen was a better option than the living room because Kat and I could talk about therapy and all kinds of things for a very long time. Whereas if we're in wooden chairs, <laughs> um, we're, our bums are going to get sore after half an hour. <laughs> That's what preachers should do on a Sunday morning, just sit in a wooden chair. Yeah, we're going for the wooden wooden pew effect. So, Kat, thank you for agreeing to be my very first podcast guest. You're very welcome. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do as your day job? Yeah, so I am a social worker by trade. Um, I currently am a team manager of five social workers in a child protection team. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough in one. London. Mm, okay. 
Um, and anything that you like to do for fun, after work, any hobbies, any interests? Uh, sit on the sofa and, <laughs> sit on the sofa and watch Real Housewives. Yeah. Um, that's a favourite at the moment. Um, I like eating, uh, drinking tea. Yeah. Chatting random yeah. <laughs> rubbish, really. Perfect podcast guest. Essentially. <laughs> I like to think so. Uh, so the whole point of this podcast is to talk about people's experiences in therapy, not what brought them to therapy or anything like that, but um, for me, something that was really helpful whenever I was thinking about first going to counselling or therapy was hearing from people who were my age, had similar kind of life experiences as me, um, and speaking very openly about their about going to counselling. And Kat was one of the first people <laughs> who did this. Um, who very openly was like, yes, I'm in counselling. And I, that encouraged me to be like, oh, all right, okay, that's maybe something that, that I should think about. Um, so, Kath, when did you first go to counselling or see, go to therapy? Uh, I think I was about, I must have been at uni, mm-hmm. so I was maybe 18 or mm-hmm. 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to see the uni free, obviously it was free. He <laughs> <laughs> was paying £60 an hour when they're 19. Um, yeah, I went to see the kind of free counselling that I got through the uni. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And was that a big step for, like, for you to actually get yourself there? Like, like to, was that something that you thought, oh, this isn't something that I, that's for me? Or was it like, no, no, this is a good choice? Uh, I kind of think that I probably thought it was a good choice at the time. Mm. But that's probably more because I was basically going because I thought I would just be very validated. <laughs> In what I thought and felt. Uh, basically, just really arrogant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I just kind of went along and I was just like, oh, they're definitely going to, you know, be on my page with everything. Yeah, okay. And understand everything, so, from my point of view. Yeah. And did that happen? <laughs> well... I think I probably thought it did at the time because I was still stuck in that mentality of like, she's going to agree with me. Yeah. But I think looking back, she definitely probably thought I was a bit messed up mm. and, um, <laughs> which I was a little bit at the time. Um, still am. Um, but yeah, so I think she, she did try to challenge me, but I didn't accept it very well. Oh, okay. Um, so at the time, it didn't really help me. Like, it, I didn't really get any further forward other than just sharing my thoughts and feelings at the time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's, like, the pro and con of therapy is you have to be willing to engage with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you, yeah, if you're thinking, I'm going to be validated and then you're not, like, you can. You can just, well, I'm not going to. Well, I'm essentially, take that on. yeah, and I mean, essentially, I just thought that I was validated. <laughs> Whereas looking back, I remember actually one of the things we talked about was um, apparently I kept on like talking about how I should do things mm. and I should be this and I should be that. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember specifically her sort of saying, um, it's interesting that you use the word should and like, why do you feel like you should? And I was like, because I should. <laughs> like, this is how I've been brought up. So, yes. you know. Um, and so, I like, obviously something stuck with me because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't remember that. But yeah. other than that, 
can't remember a flipping mm. thing we talked about and I went for about eight, ten weeks, something oh, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was a short term sort of yeah. therapy counselling. Yeah. Um I mean the kind of the practical setup was it that stereotypical lying down on a couch um that you see in the films, was that kind of a setup? No, so it was like we're in a the uni library, so oh, it's like obviously not in the open air. <laughs> Although I probably would have quite liked the stage for my feelings at that point. With me all, yeah. Um, no, we're in like a private room in the uni okay. library. Um, Interesting that it wasn't like in the health center or anything. Who knows whether there was even a health center. <laughs> There probably was. Um, but it was like on those, you know, like sort of almost 90 degree, like low down chairs oh, sort of right, situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it wasn't particularly yeah. comfortable or anything uh-huh. like that. And it was yeah. quite a small room, so she was quite close. Uh, um, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. The very first counsellor I went to see, she always had her heating on full blast. Oof. It was, yeah, it's like being in... Trying to make you sweat. I don't, I think it was trying to, like, make you very relaxed, but yeah, some weeks, some weeks it worked and some weeks I was like, oh, I'm going to book everywhere, I'm so warm. I would have just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely... I mean, I struggle yeah. with that in general, <laughs> every day, minute. It was, it was definitely very draining. So, your first kind of experience with counselling, so it sounds quite positive. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, um... I have had many experiences mm. with counselling, different counsellors throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, really because I knew that it was a good thing to do mm-hmm. from kind of what the internet tells you. <laughs> <laughs> or what your mum tells you, really. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about your feelings or that yeah. kind of jazz. Um, but I don't think I really understood what counselling was probably mm. until about four or five years ago so we're talking you know I had sort of a 10 year no I'm not that old <laughs> I make myself older than I am I had maybe like an eight year sort of stint of maybe going to counselling on off it not really being effective in terms mm. of a long-term sustainable yeah. change in my thinking or yeah. my behaviour but um it being helpful from a point of view of getting things off my chest, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as well, I think I thought that there was, there was no kind of flexibility around it, like, oh, one counsellor fits all, whereas there's so many different um, disciplines that people do and use, and you might not like your counsellor, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, my first counsellor actually at the end of every session, she always said, "Are you, you know, are you happy to come back next week?" Whereas my current one just assumes <laughs> you will be coming yeah. back. Whatever. I'll see you next week. Um, but again, I suppose I think as people become more comfortable talking about counselling and therapy, um there is more kind of discussion around, oh, I've tried this new therapist, um, didn't, you know, didn't, we just didn't gel, we didn't click, and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was an option, I was like, I thought, no, this is, this is you, that you're my counsellor till. <laughs> I remember having one specific counsellor that I just, uh, we just did not get on. Yeah. Um, and it, like, there so was So I'm no... like, you can't, you get on with everybody. How rude. <laughs> 
I do get on with everyone, or at least I can you fake do. getting on yeah. with everyone. Um, That's not what you want with a counsellor. No. And she, I don't know whether it's because she pushed push certain buttons that I wasn't yeah. ready to sort oh. of explore mm-hmm. or or what it was really, but mm-hmm. we just did not get on. And I almost felt like bad for crying in front of her. Oh, sheesh. Um, and I find it difficult to cry mm. at the best of times. Well, actually, do I find it difficult to cry? Probably not, but like I find it hard to talk about why I'm crying yeah. when I'm crying. Yeah. Um, as my boyfriend will tell you, <laughs> he's like, just spit it out. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we just did not get on. And actually, it's the first time that I've just not been like assertive and just said, I think I'm ready to end this now. Mm. I just didn't go back. Oh, interesting. Okay, because yeah, that's that's. I think in that's in those kind of situations, you need to do whatever is best for you. Because you're, you know, if you're in counselling, you're probably in a place where you're already maybe a bit vulnerable to things. And yeah, if not having a confrontation around something like that, even for some somebody like ourselves, who is quite <laughs> confrontational. Okay. <laughs> Rachel, you're tiring me with the same brush as you, and it's not the case. Oh, I will say no more about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's always like your health and well-being has to be the priority, and if it is, like, I don't want to deal with that counsellor, okay? Yeah, although I, I did feel bad about it. I remember thinking, oh, I should probably do something. This, the right thing to do is to, like, address it. Mm. But I was like, nah, forget that. Did she charge you for it? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was like too long ago to remember, and I was in such like a vulnerable place. Yes. Um, that I don't remember. I think one of the things that I will say is that actually the counselling that's been the most beneficial therapy, it's been the mm. most beneficial for me, has been when I've not been in the deepest, darkest point yes. of things, um, and has actually been when I can rationalise a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, like, sometimes getting over the hump of a problem and then going to counsel That's when it's been the most fruitful for yeah. me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to a counsellor when yeah. you are in that point because yeah. you probably still should find someone that you can talk to who can empathise with you and things like that. Mm-hmm. But definitely in terms of changing my... Like, changing the way that I think about things mm. or changing my behaviour, the most productive it has been is when I've been in quite, like, a healthy place being able to manage my workload being able yeah. to manage my relationships like in a good sort of place if that makes sense yeah. um that's been the most fruitful sort of time yeah because you've got the space then to like actually delve deep and think about things rather than yeah sometimes it'll take me a month working with the counselor working through the like practical stuff or the surface stuff yeah yeah and then I'm like oh right okay now we can we can go down deep yeah, recently my counsellor said to me, because I was complaining about, um, I went to her with one issue, but we barely like touched, touched that, it. it's been something else, and she said, yes, you keep coming to me about scratches, but we need to address the amputated arm, Rachel. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember um, once I went to counselling, um, or therapy or whatever, Interestingly, and it was a man, and mm. I've had two male therapists in my okay. life. Okay, uh-huh. um, and this was the first one, and 
I just remember him poking at this one subject quite a lot, like mm. throughout the throughout the session. Yeah. And I was like, I we are not going there. Like, yeah. do not make me go there. Yeah. And if you do make me go there, I'm gonna pretend that it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> and actually <laughs> what I will say is that like later on and so we did we did deal with some stuff, but I think later on when I've come to counselling again, again from a better kind of point of view mm-hmm. in my own kind of how I'm feeling and things, I've re-explored that subject that he kept yeah. on poking at and I'm yeah. like, oh, actually, yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some issues there. In fact, that might be where the issues are. You might need to, you know. Um, but at the time, I just was not ready and I think that that's okay or okay yeah. to not be ready. And I think... I think for me, I was maybe in my early 20s at mm. that point and just was not, didn't have, my ego was quite fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably still is. <laughs> um, but just wasn't able to sort of go there. Um, and that was, I knew he, what he was trying to get at. And especially because I'm a social worker, mm. I saw, I know what kind of messes people up or yeah. like what's, what situations and scenarios can mess people up. And don't get me wrong, like my life's, been pretty okay in general but um I was like I know what you're trying to get at and I am not willing to go there because my life is perfect (laughs) and how dare you question me (laughs) essentially was kind of what was going on at the time whereas looking back and having been back to that subject a number of times now I'm like oh yeah maybe there is a slight problem there yes yeah it is I think it's a fine line in that counsellor person being counselled relationship of this is your session you you know we talk about what you want to talk about if you don't want to talk we don't talk but then also the counsellor a little bit of poking about things but then also you don't want to be steamrolled and just talking about something that you're not ready to talk about or just being forced to repeatedly pretend that it's fine yeah which is like yeah it can that it can be a really fine line and in some cases you know he maybe thought oh cat can can with manage with, that yeah yeah and you're like mm. it was it's actually interesting because he um was a trainee uh therapist at the time right and obviously so in my I've gone on to kind of study some mm. kind of I'm not a therapist yeah I wish I was. Yeah. I like to pretend that I am, but I'm not. Um, but I've like gone on to sort of study sort of trauma and yeah. how that impacts people and sort of the basic ideas around that sort of stuff. And I think probably for him, he was probably learning about some... Potentially, he was probably learning about something which then impacted mm-hmm. the way he dealt with it in our sessions and yep. maybe hadn't like come up with his nuanced way of yes. sort of exploring these topics at the time. and yeah. And, you know, everyone's learning all the time, so oh, it's not to yeah. say, like, he shouldn't have been doing the counselling or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and, and I remember, actually, at the end, <laughs> in our last session, so I was going to America for the summer, mm-hmm. and the counselling was, like, you're only allowed to go if you went every week at the same time. Yeah. Like, you had to commit to that time, mm-hmm. and obviously I was going to be away for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. And he was like when you come back, I really think you should continue to explore counselling. I was like, what? Well, I'm fixed. <laughs> There's no need for me to do that. But, um, but he was totally right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was definitely, when I first went to counselling, that was definitely my mentality. Like, I was, I wanted, 
give me a list of things to do to fix this problem. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's not. I think a lot of the time it's about, for me, the counselling that I've had is coming to terms with who I am mm. and being comfortable with that. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, obviously there are things that I have changed about the way that I act or the way that I... Or at least the way I examine the thoughts that I have. Yeah. Um, but it's actually been more about being comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. and accepting that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly. Uh, yeah, oh, thanks. Um, oh, I was talking about myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad to know where I stand. Like, oh, no, it. I wasn't saying you weren't. <laughs> I was just saying that I was talking about myself in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think something for me in my most recent um, round of counselling sessions that has been really brought home is, like, that relationship, again, that, like, held space in the room with, between you and the counsellor. Like, the counsellor, you are the counsellor's main priority. Yeah. And, like, that they're only interested in how you're feeling, how you're progressing, what you're working through. So if you're bringing other relationships and stuff in to that session, they're still prioritising you. And, um, like, that, that, is just, that has hit home with me the last couple of sessions. Like, oh, like, this is all about me. <laughs> How do you mean, like... Like... She's not. She's give not. You, a, give me an example. Like if I was in the room, if you were bringing my our relationship into the room, um, if I was saying, oh, you know, the dynamic between Kat and I, and um, you know, it's really, it's really healthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it is. I think we just feed each other's egos. So um, I sure. suppose, well, I suppose because one of my issues is that I will always try and. And minimise things. So be okay. like, this has happened with somebody. Oh, but it's because of this, this and this. Or they're dealing with this, this and this. Or this. And, she, and my counsellor's like, no, 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 no. I am only interested in you. You don't need to justify other people's actions. Okay. Or like, you, the priority here in this relationship is me holding space for you. Um, like, yeah. And like working on you. Yeah, how do you feel about what they did? Yes. Like, not why did they do like yeah. yes okay we might be able to understand the context of someone's behavior yeah and what they're doing but that doesn't mean that impact on you any less or any more yes um because of that yeah yeah whereas i suppose previously um well i think as well just maybe it's something that she is specifically kind of um looking at at the minute because with pandemic she knows i live alone like self-isolating Apart Tiger. from with your dog. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't be barking. I'm recording a podcast. Cheeky. Um, so I don't know if she's like, oh, this is something that Rachel needs really reinforced. That's like, as her counsellor, I, like, I, she can, do you know what I mean? No, I'm not really explaining myself very well. As in, like, you need to think about how you feel, not how other people feel in this situation, because... We're in a pandemic, so you should put yourself first. Yes, but also like she, she will always put me first, the counselor. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which had never really. For that hour. Yeah, for that hour that I am paying her for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she's lovely. (laughs) You are paying her. I know. 
I forgot to pay her for like a month. Oh wow! Because it's still... all bank transfer, and woke up in the middle of the night and was like, <gasps> "Haven't paid my <laughs> Sent the money across, and then the next time I saw her, I was like, "I'm so sorry." Oh my goodness! She's like, "Yeah, I was, wasn't looking forward to having that conversation ah. with you." It's like, oh. So now I pay her before we have the session. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, I just I think that's an interesting dynamic in that like counselling relationship. But again, it kind of highlights as well like if it's not. See, it's interesting because mostly in my counselling relationships, it's been about <laughs> me not understanding other people's <laughs> and only having my own. Um, so I've had a lot of challenge about. But maybe if you saw it from this perspective, yeah, yeah. like, can you see why that might have X, Y, and Z might yeah. have happened or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> total opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Like, even somebody presenting with the same like symptoms or the same issues, it's going to be a totally different experience because it's a relationship. It's not yeah. like. It's not like you go to the doctors and they're like, di- you know, they diagnose you with, you have a cold or you have... Coronavirus. <laughs> yes. You, and here is, here is the list of ways you make this better. Here's your prescription, away you go. I suppose that's a bit black and white, but you get the kind of, the point that I'm making. Whereas in therapy and counselling, it is very much um, tailored to the, the person Never mind what issues they're coming with, but also their own personality and their own, um, yeah, their own kind of things. So it's not, I suppose, I suppose I thought I was just like, I don't need counselling because I don't have the issues that I see people in <laughs> sitcoms. You don't? <laughs> I, at that point, I didn't believe that I had. <laughs> well, this was me at the beginning of my counselling journey. I was like, I have no issues. It's just all these people yes. around me that have issues. <laughs> Which was also true. <laughs> Mentioning no names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be getting done for libel in my first... <laughs> yeah, in your first episode. Maybe tenth. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go while I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, I'll sure. have you back. Okay, excellent. <laughs> we can have we can have the libel um the libel episode. Yes, couldn't think of that word. Um, so has there been any? I don't want to ask you if you ever had a favorite. Um, counselor. I mean, yeah, I have had a favorite <laughs> counselor. I had this counselor who was really wacky, off the wall, uh-huh. like definitely not conventional mm. and probably broke a few rules yes. in terms of like the golden rules of counselling yeah. if you like um but for where I was at at that moment in time it totally worked and mm. um was exactly what I needed yeah. um I'm not sure that I would send so like if I'm thinking about the people and the families that I've worked with yeah. in my job role definitely wouldn't send them to him because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I think he was pretty boundaryless which <laughs> wouldn't be good for those no. people um <laughs> but I loved him and he was so great and um really got me really understood me gave me a lot of tools to be able mm. to and actually that was the breaking point in counseling where I was actually mm. addressing yeah some real serious stuff yeah um so yeah, he was definitely my favourite. 
from and even from a pair I think probably because I got to know his personality whereas yeah. a lot of the time you probably don't get yeah. to know or see that as much yeah um so yeah he was definitely my favorite but I'm not entirely sure that you should have a favorite counselor <laughs> so I don't know that that's a good <laughs> I know. thing I, did, I wasn't really sure if that was the question I wanted to ask you but at the same time I was like mm, about capitals yeah <laughs> but yeah so the the rules around counselling are so important, but then also the breadth of them can be so effective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about knowing when to break them. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure that he did know that. Okay. Like, how, so I was recommended to him by a friend mm. who, um, and she had been to see him, and definitely for her that style worked as well. Yeah. But once he was telling me this really messed up story about someone that he was, again, like this is a total boundary issue Yikes. too, um, that he had seen, um, and then that just makes me think, what did he tell people about me? <laughs> I don't want to, we won't go there. Um, as long as he didn't use your first name you know oh lord oh. um but yeah i was just like this is totally boundaryless yeah. and probably not very helpful for that other person that he yeah. was i mean who am i to judge but um yeah yeah well he was good for you yeah yeah um, and i think that was certainly something that not came oh plus it. it was free oh what yeah so like, it by... was because it was through um an organization ah, that okay. i was linked to right, so right, right. yeah like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got it for free. Nice. Bargain. Well, well, then he's like... He can do whatever the hell he likes. <laughs> but that, again, was something that I didn't realise about counselling. I think I thought it was a very passive experience. For... For me. Okay, like, yeah. I was like, well, you just go in and talk. And then... But, yeah, definitely something that's been so beneficial is the tools that they equip you with and that you practice and that you get. Um, whereas I just thought, well, I will talk and she'll give me a list of things to do to fix it. Yeah. Whereas the tools are a wee bit more... Nuanced than that. Yeah, and a bit more nuanced. really and... quite annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, it's like, no, I don't want to, like, bare my soul to that person. Like... <laughs> No, <laughs> of course I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but that's some. And uh, my first counselor, I wish I'd kept doing it with my second one because she's much better. Um, she always recommended that after every session, I did some journaling mm. about what we kind of worked on. Um, and I wish I'd done that with the second my my counselor at the minute. You could do that. Now. Well, I keep meaning to start. Um, but what I tend to do is I'll send my friends long-winded voice notes. Oh, well, that's fine then. <laughs> about, that work. I'm like, oh, I need to scroll back to this time last year and listen to some of those voice <laughs> notes. Because I know I made some real breakthroughs, but I just can't remember what they, specifically what they were. Because that's, that's the thing. Like, I sometimes feel it is, it can definitely be two steps forward and then one step back. Yeah, and I think, like I actually think forward. in it's some not ways... Linear that's the beauty of it because I think it just goes to show that actually throughout your life you evolve and you change oh probably shouldn't talk about evolution <laughs> anyway um <laughs> yeah. evolving in and on like... well I actually believe in evolution but we won't go there oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um I know we're in northern Ireland right now so <laughs> probably not a good idea to... no I'm joking um or as I like to say 
not the UK because I've been <laughs> referring to home as in England as the UK. The no, I've been referring it to it as the yes. UK the whole weekend, which yeah. And the fact that you actually are Northern Irish as well, Kat, you should... I know, I should know better. Born in Craigavon Hospital. I was, around yep. the corner from here. All the best people in Northern Irish. Is that where you were born? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, we digress. <laughs> um, can't remember what we're talking about. Um, the evolutionary nature Oh, sure, of... yeah, life. So, I think, like, yes, I have had about ten different counsellors, mm. Um. And some people stay with the whole same counsellor mm. their whole life, but actually the different counsellors that I've had have been about because my life has changed and mm, evolved yes. and moved on. And yeah, I might be two steps back, but I actually it's not. I don't think it is back. Like mm. I think that's the point is that it's yeah. like oh, it's just this relationship has changed a little bit, yeah. and I need to understand why and yes. how and yeah how that's made me feel or think or act or whatever. Yeah, that's very true. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a refresher on it rather than. Yeah. Like oh, I'm starting right back at the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning. Um. And I've definitely found as well, like what you were saying about, um, when you're not in the thick of it, in the thick of something that you've had, you find the most beneficial kind of sessions. Um. I've definitely found that sometimes things have to get worse. Yeah. Before, like, you have to come through that, and then. Oh yeah. Um, it starts to get it starts to get better. Um, my last round of counselling, before the one I'm having at the minute, uh, which was probably the most like intense, you know, experience that I've had with it, came through the really terrible part, and then came out the other side, and had about two weeks when I was just like on drugs, or <laughs> <laughs> I was just like elated the whole time I remember once um crying in the bath because I was just so happy <laughs> and, I, and said to my counselor the next week was like I'm just really happy all the time she's like yes this will not last okay. I was like oh I thought I was fixed I thought you fixed me like, no you're just like on the upswing it'll she's like but you need to remember that these that feelings exist yeah, that, yeah. you know you can experience this kind of feeling it's like oh right okay yeah yeah I hear what you're saying and I think I actually prefer not to be that high mm. like I've definitely had those moments in my life but it's not sustainable no. and it's also not I don't want to say it's not real because it is real mm. it's just not realistic realistic yeah. or like even enjoyable after a long time yeah. I don't think probably Oh, I loved that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Maybe I just really like... Actually, Tom says that I love, like... Because I watch programmes about murder and oh, yeah, child abuse. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's probably your cup of tea, actually. Yeah. It's a bit dark. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what if, if somebody came to you... Because I can't remember if I did say to you those couple of summers ago whenever... Um, Whenever, like, you were talking, uh, whenever you talked to me, first of all, about, like, being in council, I can't remember if I said to you, oh, I'm thinking about it, or, I, I don't, remember. I don't think I did, I don't think I would have been that vulnerable at that point, <laughs> <laughs> I think I just stored it up as, like, oh, 
cat goes to Christ's life. <laughs> and she's a normal person. <laughs> I'm not normal whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, but if somebody was thinking about counselling or had concerns, like, do you have any advice or any pearls of wisdom? Um, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, like, it's a very specific thing. Yeah. And for you, like I said, it's a very yes. individual thing. Um, and, look. Like, I personally think the only, like, yeah, like, the good thing about hearing other people's... It's about hearing other people's stories rather than advice or whatever. Yes. If that makes sense. Because I don't think that many people would approach people and be like, I'm thinking about going to counselling, tell me. Mm. I think Mm. they would probably just listen to people's stories Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, So I don't know that I would give anyone advice. Mm. Um... Yeah, because it's very individualistic. Yeah. yeah. I definitely can fall into the trap of being an advice giver, whether people want it or not. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't tell people yeah. that they should go to counselling. I yeah. definitely do. Everybody yeah. should go. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that I'm the exact exact opposite. I'm like, if somebody blows their nose, I'm like, do you need to go to counselling? Have you thought about counselling? Huh? You need to go to like, I'm just like you walk down the street. Have you been to counselling? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no. I, I mean, definitely, I'm a massive advocate for yeah. it. Um, I just don't know that I would give blanket advice if that makes sense. Yes, definitely not blanket advice about. Oh, you should have this type of counselling, or you. Oh, should. I don't know. <laughs> I've probably been there. I mean, at the moment, I'm like, not that I've been to like psychotherapy, but I think that psychotherapy is the gold standard in my head. I've not been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a bit very scary to go to psychotherapy. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Like from a point of view of like, you really learn some things about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I haven't been, but in my head, it's like... Yeah. But I'm not suggesting, like, I, I mean, and that's what I would suggest to everybody. Just just go to psychotherapy. <laughs> but, um, just go straight in. Just go dive straight in. Actually, no, can you imagine? You'd probably, like, scare Oof. yourself witless yeah. going into psychotherapy. Yeah. Straight off. Um, if you're not, especially if you're not used to talking about feelings. Yes. Ooh, I have a friend who uh, was given psychotherapy on the NHS. Oh. And he um, sat in silence for two years. <laughs> For the first two years of his counselling, of his psychotherapy. Um, and that is that is your choice and right. Yeah. If you don't want to talk, that 50 minutes, that is your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To bring up whatever you want to bring up or bring up nothing. Yeah. That, you know, that's, there's no, like, requirement that you have to. Can talk. you imagine how painful that would, I mean, for me, that would be. <laughs> horrendously painful oh, like oh. and yeah. the counsellor must have felt awful can oh, you imagine oh. oh yeah can't even imagine but going back to your original question would I give people advice to go to counselling I've changed my tune but the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> everybody should go I think it's definitely yeah. a worthwhile experience yeah it is definitely worth the money mm. even though it can be expensive yeah yeah and I think at the minute, as much as, you know, I'm doing my sessions over Zoom at the minute, it's not... Do you get a discount for that? No, I think you, you should. should. They're not renting out a room. Yes, I agree, but 
I would pay my counsellor whatever she asked. Well, me too. So good. Yeah, fair. Um, but I think that it, that does mean that I am a lot more flexible about when I can have the sessions, whereas previously, it, you know, it was tricky to find time. You know, I was going on my lunch break at work, which was not great. Um, so I think if it's something that people are thinking about, in some ways now is a really good time. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, I can't do it at half eight to nine because it's over Zoom and I don't have to get myself there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, or a time that specifically suits suits you. Um, it does remove remove some of the practicalities. Um, I suppose my kind of final question, because uh, we've definitely been going more than forty five minutes. Uh, the old wooden chair trick didn't work. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I've got a fair amount of padding on my arm. So I'm fine. Um, yeah, so kind of final question, like, has there been one standout piece of advice or one standout tool or something that has stood out from one of your counsellors that has really resonated with you and stayed with you that you still use or you still think about? Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, uh, so I think... I mean, this is just because it's the most recent sort of counselling that I've had. Mm. But I think it's about when you feel something or think something, talk about it uh, in the moment mm. with whoever it relates to, if it relates to anyone. Um, because it won't be as silly as you think it is. And that's the way it gets resolved. Otherwise, it whirls round in your head and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent advice. Uh, Kat, thank you so much for being the first guest on Woo-hoo. And How Did That Make You Feel? No, And How Did... Oh, I've forgotten the name of my own Lincoln podcast because it's, it? it's so long. And, and How Did That Make You and Feel? And How Did That Make You Feel? I was correct the first time. I you should, should ask people at the end, and how did that make you feel? Oh, Kat, <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay, we'll just pretend. I'll edit no, 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 I think that's... You should okay. include this Oh, yes, include, include yeah, the yeah. evolution of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. So, Kat, how did that make you feel? Um, yeah, I didn't think I would be able to talk about it for this long. I thought it was just, I didn't, you know, so... I did not doubt you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so, great. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much for being the first guest and speaking so openly and candidly about um, your experiences in counselling and therapy. So... I'll make us another cup of tea now. We can get on with the rest of our day. So there you have it. Um, Well done for making it to the end. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed hearing me and Kat have a good old chat about, um, yeah, her, her experiences with her <laughs> with her 10 counsellors. Um, so I promised you added bonus material at the end of the episode about some other things that I really enjoy. Uh, so as well as really like liking podcasts, I really love books. Um, so I read a lot. Um, and my favourite thing to do on a Saturday is to mooch around charity shops and secondhand bookshops um, and see what I can pick up. So my recommendation for this episode for books is um, a series 
by Mick Heron. Um, it's the Slow Horses series and it's about if you're into spy thrillers but um, kind of turned on their head. So it's not kind of the John le Carre, James Bond um, kind of spies. It's the, the rejects from MI5 or whatever. The ones who have made mistakes, messed up, you know, left confidential documents in the tube, these kind of things. And it's um, the, the adventures that they get up to, but they're very funny, really well written, really great characters. And there's five or six of them. So there's plenty of content for you to get stuck into if that is your jam. Um, my podcast recommendation is Adam Buxton. If you already listened to his podcast, you can probably tell that I have slightly ripped off his uh, format. Um, but I'm saying that as flattering um, for Adam. But he does brilliant interviews. He is hilariously funny, but he's also just a very open and very vulnerable person. Um, you know, he, he'll talk very vulnerably in his interviews. Um, and if you're wanting a specific episode to have a listen to, about four or five back on his feed will be one with his pal Joe Cornish. And Adam Buxton, the host, his mother had just died um, a few weeks before. And it was just, he cries, I cried. Just really beautiful um, podcast episode. So vulnerable. Um, and just, yeah. As, but also, you're crying one minute and then I'm laughing um, through my tears the next. So highly recommend him. He's also just started therapy. So maybe that's a, a future future celebrity guest for the podcast. If anybody has any connections. Or Adam, if you're listening, uh, you know, speak to my people. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed it, if you've got something from it, please come and tell me on Instagram. Um, the handle is... Uh, um, and how did that. So the Instagram handle is at and how did that. So I hope you kind of get the reference for the name that it's playing on that stereotypical um, Freudian lying on a couch um, that you see in films where the counsellor or the therapist and how did that make you feel. So that's that's where the name came from. Um, I really like it. It's a bit long but <laughs> Um, it stuck with me so I went with it so please come and find, find me on Instagram also I would love to speak to any one of you that are listening um, about if you've been to therapy if you've had positive experiences negative experiences if you would like to have a chat with me about it um, again please contact me on Instagram um, please share this the episode the podcast if you have people in your life who you know were considering therapy and this could maybe um, just be another wee encouragement for them to think it's not as scary or intimidating as they might think it would be. Um, I have really enjoyed putting this together. Um, so if nothing else comes from this experiment with podcasting, I'm having a great time. How did that make you feel? How did that make you feel? How did it make you feel with Rachel Power?